Hello and welcome everyone to the Beacon of Light podcast this evening. Tonight we are really thrilled to have an incredible author. Her name is Marty Ethier and we are excited to have her because she is going to help us understand how we can claim some of the most amazing things within your life, within yourself. And so before we start talking to her, let's jump into this. I'm April Tribe Juke. Welcome to the Beacon of Light podcast. I believe we are all made with light, and light is hope. This podcast brings authors who write stories of hope to all of you. Your journey to be inspired and amplified by these stories starts now. And we are back. Welcome, everybody who is here live with us this night. And if you have any questions that you would like to ask, Marty, we would love to have them. So feel free to be able to ask questions. So I'm going to start with the first one. Marty, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, my story started off as a uh, young child being raised in a very uh, restrictive religious organization. And uh, in that place, wanting to please and fit in, I disconnected from who I really was. And um, I kind of was a chameleon for the first 40 years of my life. And one day I realized I was living a lie, somebody else's life who I didn't know. And the rest is from there. I decided to learn who I was. And uh, on that journey, I realized I had some valuable information to share with others and could help people find who they were as well. Wow, fantastic. The concept of really knowing that ability to search and to find out who you are and how then that can match and support somebody else, inspire somebody else is really something that has that, that feeling of, of purpose. And within your story, on the blog. And I know many of you go ahead, went ahead and read that and that's fantastic. So we really appreciate that. On her blog, she talked about claiming her magnificence. And so share with us a little bit about what that means for you. Ah, everybody is magnificent. And it's one of those things that we've been conditioned to hide. There's this preconceived idea that if we claim anything that we're good at, that it means somebody else is lesser. And really in that place where we claim what we are skilled at, what we're great at, it, it, it fosters an environment where somebody else can do the same and we can all co-create these beautiful things together. But we can't claim our skills and our magnificence, our God essence, as you want to say, until we actually really know and love ourselves. And I think that is the biggest journey we as 3D humans have to encounter is the, the journey of self-discovery and self-love. Wow. In that journey of self-discovery, what were you searching? Did you have something in mind that you were searching for, or were you just waiting for the clarity to happen? I had no idea 
what I was searching for. I knew that there was an aspect of me that just didn't feel aligned with my, what my life was. And like many people, I had some cataclysmic events happen that disrupted my life that really forced me to look into areas that I had swept under the rug for a very, very long time. And it was these moments that brought me into a space where I had to acknowledge that the things in my life I didn't like were my creation. I was the common denominator. And in that place, it there was this this part of me that was very, very alive that knew that if I was the common denominator to create this discomfort, that I also had the ability to create something magnificent. I just didn't know how or what that was. And so I went on this search where many people, um, I lost many friends because they thought I was flighty. They thought I was having a midlife crisis. But I was really exploring what what did I like? What did I love? What did I really want? Because my entire life, I lived for others, be that my parents, be that for my prospective partners. And I had no idea. It was crazy. I really didn't know who I was or what I liked. And as I started that journey, I found things that really resonated things that I thought resonated and two weeks later I dropped to the curb. But slowly and slowly, my true self started to speak. And that's where the counseling world came in. Um, as some people call it, a spiritual awakening, a call to a higher purpose. And in that place, I was able to slowly, it's a process because I've been doing this for since 2017. And each time I think, oh, wow, I've really made some progress. You can always go deeper. <laughs> that is so true. And that is really the fun part. I think um, if you categorize yourself within within a space, there's always so much more deeper to, to continuously discover. And that's what makes people so interesting and more than just... Um, a, a box and um, pigeonhole. They might have skills that are similar, but how they came to understand what it is they could do, how they practice, how they understand reaching out towards other, really that purpose becomes people within themselves. And that idea of reaching beyond while you're reaching inward is, is a really powerful understanding. And so when you claim it, um, how do you how do you stop from claiming and pigeonholing yourself into like a particular category? Well, the claiming part is not just as easy as claiming <laughs> claiming it, right? Like that's a really difficult part because um, we get glimpses of it and we're like, oh yeah, and then it's like we're scared of it because we there's this recognition that we are so much more powerful so much more brilliant than we than we than we've been led to believe than we've led a life of and in that place it's it's beautiful but at the same time it's really scary because com what comes with that is a great responsibility and in that in that place then you realize 
about the pigeonholing that yes, we've been pigeonholed our entire life. And just because we have a certain skill set doesn't mean that that's the only box we're in. And when we realize we are this beautiful essence of the universe, God, source, creator, whatever term you feel comfortable with, then we realize that we're always going to be expanding. We'll be discovering new gifts, new abilities, and those things that currently might not appear to be our magnificence will be. And I will say one of the things that we overlook most is the aspects of our life that have been difficult, that have been traumatic, that have been painful. Those are quite often the places where we will find our magnificence because we've survived those. And it's that ability, that skill set that we've had to survive that, that we can really share with others. And so often our magnificence is something that we're ashamed of because we haven't fully gone to the depths of it and discovered it. Really interesting that when we have our weaknesses, they can become our strengths. And the, the weakness within that idea of when the traumatic events or challenges happened and maybe our response was not what we had hoped or uh, the victimization still happened, there's so much more beyond. Uh, the They're defining moments, but they're not defining places, right? We're not stuck there. And I think in it takes a lot of work to move through and beyond that and with that concept of continuously finding more within ourselves, we're usually reaching out and wanting to say, hey, I found this. I would love to help you with it as well. So with your coaching and with your book, what is it that you love to help with the most? Huh. It's, it is, it, it is self-love because it doesn't matter what somebody comes to me for. If they come to me because they've got a lack of money, if they've got to come to me because um, they've got problems in their career or their relationship, all of these things relate back to their relationship with themselves. When we are fully loving and connected with ourselves, understanding where we are maybe needing some growth, understanding where we are super, super strong, we bring that into everything we do. So if we don't have those awarenesses, quite often the other aspects of our life are falling apart. And when we nurture that relationship, that is when we start to see the changes in the outside world. And that's what I love to help people with. Um, a new way that I do that Within the last year and a half, uh, a new avenue has sort of opened up for me when I work with clients. And um, as often happens as we, you know, practice this work and we make ourselves available is um, I am sort of, for lack of a better word, I become sort of a conduit and I are a bridge and I can help my clients get glimpses of their magnificence because they can actually tune into their higher self or some people use different verbiage. They say guide or angels and they 
are able to see glimpses of how the universe, God, or source sees themselves, sees, sees them, sorry. And in that place, when you see those revelations, your life can never be the same. Even if you decide not to, not to go ahead and do the work, it can't ever be the same. You can't unsee what you've seen. That's very true. That idea of when you see that, it's really fun to watch yourself rise to it. And I'm sure for yourself, watching yourself rise to those occasions and now thinking, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm actually helping people. And their response is, is incredible, but I'm really hoping that they continue forward and, and find what those glimpses were and keep going along, along those paths and don't get stopped by the challenges, the shame, the problems that pop back up or the I can'ts or whatever kind of victim that, that happens. But to really have the skill to push forward and to, to do that because we together as, as humanity, as, as a people, when we are our best self, we actually help and support the entire world because we're not, it's not self centered. It is that idea of when we know what our skills of self can do, we want to run out and, and help everyone because there's this joy, right. In, in reaching beyond. And when you see that and find it, you're like, Hey, I found it. I found it. And it, it's not a bragging thing. Love that sign. Brag. <laughs> it's not in bragging. It's in it's an excitement, and there there's a difference. There's it's not con, you know being conceited, and um, another good one stuck up. <laughs> right, that idea of just stuck within. I'm amazing. That that narcissist idea. No, it's mm -hmm. I have the skill. And I'm like, look, it worked. It worked, and and it's working now. And how come I never found this? Or I was, I was really too afraid to, to go deeper and to, oh, wow. But now that I have, I, I want to shout it out there. It, it's very similar as a parent when I'm watching my kids and, you know, hoping that they find that spark within themselves. And when they do, I'm like, it just, it's thrilling to, to watch. And then for them to question and go a little deeper and then wonder, I wonder if I tried this. I watch them with their scraped knees and up and down and up and down, but not quitting. Oh, that is just so rewarding. It is amazing. And I'm sure you have clients that have those scraped knees moments, right? <laughs> like this isn't working or this is too hard. When those, we'll call them blockages or whatever, happen, how do you help people get unstuck? Is there something within your book that helps them to reach those places? Um, I would say when I relate my story, uh, they'll see very much where I, I was stuck. Like I had glimpses of my magnificence and I just was too fearful to step into it. Right. Until, and the universe keeps giving us opportunity after opportunity um, to choose differently. And um I was essentially squeezed into a place that that I I finally did did choose, but I but I had asked for it. I specifically asked, and I I received the answer. So that is one of the things that I tell people, and it seems so simplistic. Is there is help 
There's universal help behind us at all times, but they're not going to jump in and rescue us. And we have to also ask, right? And it's very different than just, you know, the, the praying in the moment of crisis. It is actually opening ourselves up and saying, hey, you know what? I'm stuck here. I can't see the block. I'm not asking you to do the work. I'm willing to do the work, but just show me clearly how I can get past or just show me the next step. And the beautiful thing is, is when clients do that, it's been my experience as well. The universe talks back and they will receive an answer. And it's always in different, beautiful, miraculous ways. And that's, that is one of the most beautiful things for me is when clients will come back after the next session and they're like, you're not going to believe what happened. You're, you're not, I saw this or this happened or, or these three things happened in a row and I knew it was a sign. I knew it was the answer. I knew it was this. And that just that little bit allows them to sink deeper into the trust of, hey, yeah, you know what? Maybe I can endure this scraped knee. <laughs> and it's going to get a little better. All right. That idea of things get better are really true. So within your book, Goddess, mm -hmm. tell me what the, like how the title came about and what happened with, with that. Um, well, I was invited to contribute to the book. It wasn't, it wasn't my, wasn't my idea. Um, the, uh, owner of London Publishing House, Vanessa Moss, she had this idea of um, empowering other people through stories of spiritual growth within women and how they stepped into their power. And as soon as I was invited, I knew what part of my life I was going to include because I had been asked, invited by the universe repeatedly to step into this work, to own some of my extrasensory gifts <laughs> that I had been repressing for a really long time. And I had, I sort of half-heartedly stepped in, but the moment it got tough, I bailed. And then of course life got really difficult because the universe was wanting me to go to another way and I was pushing against that. And so I acquiesced a little bit and I went back and forth and back and forth. And that is so typical of the human journey, right? We, we gain a little momentum and then we doubt ourselves. It's like, I live in a very hot part of Canada. And in the summer we raft, we, we get on our inner tubes and we jump in the river and we float and then we get out and we walk back and we do it again. And one day I was watching people do that and I was thinking, oh my goodness, this is a metaphor for how we generally live life. We, we want to get somewhere, but just as we're getting the momentum, we get out of the water and we go backwards, right? And then we, we try again. And I'm happy to say that that's shifted for me. And my goal was to help other people shift And Yeah. Sometimes I still get out of the water, but I don't walk back. I might sit on the bank for a little bit and calibrate, maybe sometimes longer than the universe wants me to or that I should. And then I get back in the water. And that is what I hope for this book was, is that to give people really an inspiration that 
yeah, you know what? It is human nature, but we can do it. And we just have to hold on to this idea that there is universal support. And because we are part of the universe, that we are also every bit as magnificent. And in order to deny that, we are denying the divine order that created this beautiful experience altogether. It is really interesting. And I like how you say it's fine to hop out of that river every once in a while, look things over, take a breath, catch a breath, and um, just not become the statue over there. Don't wait too long. Get your feet wet again. Try again. And uh, that that really is life. And I think it's so funny how, as beings, we know that the best thing for us is our up and down and falls. That's how we learn the best, period. That's how we learn. And the very thing of how we learn, we try to shut off and block and control at all times and wrap a child all in bubble wrap. Okay, now they won't get hurt. No. They fall down. They realize, I don't want to do that again. Good learn there. They've never learned they ache and hurt when the big stuff happens. Mm -hmm. Now we got, we've got people, we've got societies that can't cope. They don't have any coping skills to understand that there's more beyond and you can endure. Right. And, and not to identify with that, with, yes. with the wound, right. That, that, that the wound is actually something that can be very, very powerful. That's where your power is. But to identify it as the wound, that's where you get stuck, right? Then you're going back the other direction again. <laughs> yes, going back. And I think what's really fun is to have some time of reflection and to see the growth, right? Because some of our baby steps feel like, mm, I'm really not getting anywhere, but I'm still going to keep trying. And then after the blessing of time, you're like, oh, it actually worked. Look at that. I'm further than I, than I thought I was. So it's really powerful. Really, really awesome. So I'm glad that you shared that portion of the story within this book, Goddess. So where can we get a copy of this book? Um, it is on Lulu. And it is goddess and the, if you look under the author, Marty Ethier, that is where you can find it. There's also a link in the blog. Yes, there are definitely, you need to go to those blogs and we will drop that down here when we close out this, this evening so that you still have contact and ability to reach to that and find out for yourself more ideas of claiming this for yourself and whether you have belief in that universal, the creator, a heavenly father, there is something beyond ourselves here. And what I liked what you said is that we're not alone in this. There are others to help you. And that has power because I think the great lie is you're alone. You're the only one. And, it, you know, all this stuff coming at you, that is a complete lie. There's so many that can actually share a story that would be like, Wow, that's very similar. But beyond that, there is more beyond ourselves pulling us towards the greatness that the creator, the universe, our heavenly father, you know, mm -hmm. gave. And and getting the glimpses of that is so much fun. And the very next second that happens, 
is what? Doubt, I can't, the list of no, 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 no's. And that's that's also, I think, a sign that says, oh, I'm probably on the, the right path here because instantly when I got my answer, the other side comes in and is like, no, 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 no. It throws the doubt in there, the fear in there and all of that. And you're like, hmm, I can actually use that to my advantage saying, and that was right. Doesn't mean the, the scariness all went away, but I'm like, oh, that's probably really right because I got to keep going in this direction. So how do you encourage your people to keep going? <laughs> Uh, well, one of the one of the reminders is um, definitely that growth never happens in comfort, right? Never. Uh, we're in our comfort zone. We're not growing. But one of the things you said um, earlier about you know looking back and seeing the baby steps that you did, the little steps this way, and um, I think that's something so powerful to use with clients. I've seen it time and time again, you know, they'll show up at a session and they will say, uh, you know, they're struggling with this, but they, they relate the experience and I can relate exactly back to them. And I'd be like, do you see what you did there? They're like, yeah. And I'm like, but six months ago, you couldn't have or wouldn't have done that. And they're like, oh my God, you're right. Like this, the, the progress is sometimes so gradual that they don't see it. And so one of the ways that I help people is not cheerleading, but I help them celebrate their successes, but I also help them anticipate what's to come. So something I find so intriguing is with working in the coaching with clients is there'll be a certain time, time frame, and, and, it, and it's different for every client, but I will know that we're getting to the point where we're going to hit something pretty deep and they're going to hit a, a, a resistance, like a strong ego pit in their gut resistance. And I will often say that, you know what, that this is about the time where clients start to get really busy. Their life gets busy. They think they don't need to come anymore, you know, and, and they'll, they'll maybe do once a month or whatever. They will make excuses because they don't want to step into where it's deep. And if I can relate, one of my favorite experiences was I did this with a client and she's like, oh, okay. And the next week she showed up and she's like, oh my God, Marty, you're not going to believe what happened. And I said, what? She goes, last night we went for dinner. And as we were driving home, I was thinking, oh my God, wouldn't it be great if I had food poisoning tonight so I wouldn't have to have my session tomorrow? And she said, I realized in that moment that my subconscious was trying to block me from stepping into the growth. And she's like, if you hadn't have given me the signal, I might've thought that, oh, something's, something's really wrong here, that I don't want to go to therapy. But the understanding that it's human nature because of how we've been conditioned to resist the change even if it is for our own good yes thank you for sharing that story our huh, the resistance is is there but we can overcome and you can claim your magnificence and please go out there and grab this book find the story that marty 
talks about. And if you feel like this is something that has helped through this conversation, we would love to hear from you. And we appreciate all of those that showed up here live tonight. And we would love for you to catch the replay, share it with friends. If you notice that this is something that really resonates with you and thinking, I need to share this with somebody else that I also know, feel free to share that out. Because as the Beacon of Light podcast, the concept is to share hope and light. And the directionality of where you find that is very individual. And we all have beliefs that allow us to find it. And that really is a part of just beauty, magnificence, creation. And thank you all for being here as a part of it. Thank you, Marty, for being a part of the Beacon Lake podcast this evening. You are welcome. You're welcome. And again, if anyone has any more questions, running on the ticker underneath is the website that Marty uses, which is called Shifts in Perspectives. So you can go ahead and write that down. And we'll drop in links along with the blog as we close this up tonight. So Marty, any final words that you would like to share with the audience? I would first of all like to say thank you so much. I'm. Uh, it was such a privilege to be on here, and it is my goal and desire that we drop the illusion, as you said, of separation, and celebrate our magnificence, so that we can come together as strong communities and create a global community where we see each and every person excel. Wonderful. Thank you again, Marty. We'll see you all next week on the Beacon of Light podcast. And we can't wait to have you join again next week, 630 at Mountain Standard or Daylight Time. That's where we are now. All right. See you all. Thank you. Uh, thank we'll you. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.